According to Fox, according to Fox, 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 Fox. Hello, welcome to another episode of According to Fox. I'm your host, A Fox. Now, I know the show is supposed to come out every Monday, but man, yesterday, Monday, like it never Mondayed. Oh, it was just extra exhausting. So I was like, let me just give them something today. I'm sorry. I've been trying to do really well with my weekly shows, but I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. You know, if it's Valentine's Day for you every day, that's amazing. But for those who it's not, enjoy your day for lovers, okay? (laughs) Have fun for me. But without further ado, let's get it going. In somber news, there was a shooting at Michigan State University yesterday. Um, Michigan State is located in Michigan. And the gunman killed three students, one of which is um, Flavor of Love Reality Star, Delicious's niece, and wounded five. And they were saying how the gunman might have planned to attack schools in New Jersey as well. It's a very sad story. Like you send your kids to college, to school, to, you know, give them a future and a chance at a better life and they don't come back home. So rest in peace to those students and the people who lost their lives. The gunman was actually found later with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So he won't get his day in court. And I don't know, I just hate stuff like that because if you was going to kill yourself, you should have just did that originally. His name was Anthony Dwayne McRae, and he had no tie to university at all. So it makes me wonder why he would decide to just attack and kill just people, strange strangers for no reason, students, young kids for no reason. Um, apparently, a couple of years ago, he was charged with a, a gun charge. And I want to say 2019, it says. It's like, I don't understand why America doesn't believe that guns are a huge problem because they are. And I know it's not guns don't kill people, people kill people. But the it's the ease of getting a gun that makes it so dangerous. It's like how easy it is. There's no... There's no real background checks in certain places. You could buy one in Walmart, you know? It's like, you could be 18, go, hey, I want a gun, you get a gun. So um, then the names of the slain students were, like I said, Ariel Anderson, who is Delicious's niece. She's a junior. Sophomore Brian Frazier and junior Alexandria Werner. So it says Anderson and Frazier graduated in 2021 from high schools in Gross Point. I don't know what Gross Point is, so I guess I just gave an extra bit of information. But it's like these school shootings are just wild. And I saw on the Shade Room that I, I got to see the math because it does feel a little off. But um, somebody on the Shade Room, it was like a TikTok, how they survived the Sandy Hook shooting. And they went to Michigan State, and there's a shooting in Michigan State. So it's basically how they dealt with, you know, being in two school shootings in their lifetime. But I feel like Sandy Hook, was it that long ago that that the kindergartners in Sandy Hook would go to college now? I don't know. But um, actually, let me look that up now because that did throw me off. But... Rest in peace to those in 2012. So that was 10 years ago. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she went to school there and wasn't a kindergartner. Yet and still, the the mass shootings that happen in America are like the biggest in the world. Like nobody has as many mass shootings as us. As us. But school shootings, we still have like the the monopoly in school shootings. And I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, and I feel like it's the guns. I know it's the guns. I know it's the ability to get guns. I know all of that is a problem. 
so according to the Washington Post, there have been 366 school shootings since Columbine. But Columbine happened in like 99. So that was pretty much over 20 years ago, 24 years ago. And it's just too much. And on CNN, they're stating that three weeks and 39 mass shootings. This is America in 2023. So the year just started pretty much, just started. There have already been 39 mass shootings in America. Wow. Wow. I don't know when we're going to wise up and realize that, you know what? Guns are an issue. Mental health is a real issue and things have to be done. But the safety of our children really isn't enough to make a change. And I don't understand why that's so. It's been too many times. Like the Parkland shooting that was a a few years back. I think that was like four years ago. The Parkland shooting in Florida. Like, why? Why is it so many kids are losing their lives? And nobody thinks that the real issue is the guns that can be accessed. Oh, God. I'm still thinking about the Uvalde shooting in Texas last year when the police department did not go in and 30 people pretty much lost their lives, 28 kids and two teachers, and no one had to. The cops were there and they did nothing. Parents had to go in there and save their own children. But guns aren't the problem. Anyway, rest in peace to those. And I can't believe, I can believe it because most cowards do that. They'll take a life and then then they'll take their own because they can't live with whatever decision they made or they intended to do that anyway, either way. It's cowardice. Regardless, it's cowardice. It's senseless. And, you know, we all know where you're going. So we'll leave it at that. Next, um, we're going to talk about Rihanna at the Super Bowl. So, Rihanna performed for the Super Bowl halftime show. The halftime show. All right? I'm emphasizing the halftime show because it's a show where we like to see grand performances because literally the entire nation is watching. Not the world because the world don't really fuck with football. They fuck with soccer, which is football to them. But American football, that's us. That's, we the only ones that really fuck with that shit. So she comes on and all of her dancers have like white bubbles on and white pants and like no shirts underneath, like white things. And she has like a full red outfit, pretty similar to what her dancers are wearing. And then she has like a little halter bodice. Let's just say a bodice. And you see... A bump. So, to me, it's clear that she's pregnant. It's clear. But, you know, people felt like people were body shaming. Like, you don't know if she's if she still has some baby fat. Some people don't snap back like that. Some people don't do this. She's literally rubbing her stomach. Like, why do y'all be trying to, like, cause controversy with where there is none? She was rubbing her stomach. She played a good amount of songs. She played Bitch Better Have My Money. I've always enjoyed that song. Um, she played Work. Of course, she's going to do Diamonds. She did Diamonds. She did All of the Lights. She did Run This Town. She did a good amount of songs. Of course, she did We Found Love in a Hopeless Place. By the end of the performance, I was like, oh, okay. I was underwhelmed. And here goes the people. Oh, what did you expect her to do? You want her backflip? You want to do this? No, I just expected more of, of a show. That's it. Why well, can't expect more of a show from a fucking showman? Why? I don't understand. Why? Like, if she wasn't pregnant, we wouldn't have nothing to discuss. Like, the only thing everybody's talking about with that whole performance is, oh, Reed's pregnant again. That's why they call him ASAP. ASAP got the bag twice. Like, y'all just talking about her being pregnant. Nobody's saying how fire the show was or, or the thematics of the show. Nobody said nothing about that. The whole highlight of the show was that sis is pregnant. So my thing is, the the minute I say the performance was mid, oh, she's pregnant, she's this, she's that. Sis knew she was fucking pregnant. 
She knew she was pregnant. Why why are we gonna act like she didn't know that shit? Even if she got found out she was pregnant after she like did the show, she could have made steps whereas we would be surprised by something or someone or anything. Any kind of effort would have been nice, is all I'm saying. Everybody's saying, What do y'all want? What do you expect her to do? More. I expect more, yes. Sorry for having such a high standard for fucking entertainers. The fucking nerve of me. Especially at the Super Bowl. For all that, I could have played 12 good Rihanna songs back to back. And that's it. But whatever. So, my problem is when I said that her show was trash, the way Rihanna fans objected was, well, she's not much of a vocalist. And you know she doesn't dance that well. So why did you expect a big show from her now? My thing is, who the fuck are y'all standing? Y'all just said, y'all basically undermined her artistry as a performer, undermined her vocals as a singer. So your rebuttal for her giving me a mid-show is telling me how bad a performer she is, but you're defending this because what? And I like Rihanna. I do like Rihanna. That's why I expected more. I expected a show. I did. Rihanna's wildly creative. She's always been creative. She thinks outside the box. She does. I'm not saying she had to risk life and limb while she was pregnant. I'm saying give me something to talk talk about besides the fact that you were pregnant. That's all I ask. I don't think I was asking for too much. Apparently, I was. And I wasn't the only one who said it. I was surrounded by people. It was this one dude who's a huge Rihanna fan. He said, nah, that shit was trash. He said it was trash. I thought it was mid. I ain't say it was trash. I thought it was all right. It was okay. There's nothing to be cool about. And then all of a sudden, it's, is this the best halftime show ever? Not by a fucking long shot. The last one, I was up. Like, up, dancing, rapping, singing, all type of shit for the Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige one. I was up out my seat. I was chilling. I was chilling on Sunday. I'm just saying for y'all to retort the fact that she gave me a weak show with the fact that she's a weak performer. I don't know how y'all call yourself defending y'all favorite artists. If that's how y'all speak on how she delivers. I don't get it. I truly don't understand. Like if that was y'all, y'all rebuttal, y'all making Rihanna look bad. I expected more from Rihanna because I've seen Rihanna. I've seen her do things. I've seen her, like, I'm not saying she's like Beyonce. I'm not trying to compare to Beyonce. I'm not trying to compare to Cardi. I'm not trying to compare to nobody. I'm comparing her to Rihanna. That's it. I know Rihanna ain't the best dancer in the world. I know she's not. But I've seen her do some fly shit. I've seen her put on the show that was like, all right, Rihanna, that's what's up. A wow factor somewhere. I ain't getting no wow factor. The wow factor was her being pregnant, then okay. But I wasn't wowed. And another thing. If she do what she did last year, I'm going to have a fit. She showed that baby a whole in vitro and utero fucking reproduction. Every time she was out, belly fully out. Her stomach caught pneumonia. It had to. The minute she said she was pregnant and it was winter, her belly was out the whole time. She has the baby. We don't even know the baby name. We only saw a picture because TMZ tried to leak it. And then she sent it to somebody else. We don't even know this baby. How are you going to show him off this whole time? And now you just did a gender reveal or a pregnancy reveal at the Super Bowl. And we ain't going to see this baby either. Make up your mind. Either you don't want us to know this child or you want us to get to know the child. Either way, I want to see my first nephew first. And I feel like his name is Rebel. I'm going to run with that. I feel like his name is Rebel. But that was her first performance in six, seven years. So, you know, I thought that she would give y'all a little more because y'all been begging for an album. Well, clearly, y'all not going to get that either. So, good luck. Um, In fashion, the Red Mischief Boots. Now, if y'all remember Mischief, that was the company that made the MX 97s, and they made a pair with holy water in the air bubble and another pair with like blood and it was like demonic or something satanic it had sixes and it was black and red and the holy water one was white and blue 
and Lil Nas X had it on, and it was like a whole thing about it being, you know, demonic and satanic. But there was also something about it being like, what's the word? What is the, why well, I can't find the word? I know the word. Unsanitary, thank God. This is why I'm in school, because I'll be forgetting words. It was unsanitary because to have like blood in a sneaker, which is something that shouldn't happen. So they took those off the shelves. But I believe the Holy Jesus ones are still there. But either way, they came out with some red clown boots that literally are the same boots that Astro Boy had on. Like literally, if you have a, so the cartoon Astro Boy, you know what I'm talking about. If you're that young, Google. These celebrities <laughs> have been wearing these boots. And I'm not going to lie to you. Y'all all look the fuck stupid. Every last one, y'all. The fuck stupid. Fabio Foreign had them on. I knew he was going to be the one to do it. I'm not even going to lie. I felt it in my mind's eye. I felt it sizzle in my spirit that he's going to wear that shit. He had it on. Rich the Kid, I think that's that new freezer. That, that's the only song I know from him. He had it on. Emily's birthday just passed. Emily B. Sis had it on, and everybody said, well, she rocked it the best. She made it look cute. She would have looked easily as cute with red pumps on. I don't understand why the need for red clown boots. They literally look like clown boots, and they are $350. They are full rubber, and that's it. You just push your foot in, and that that's your day. That's your life. I blame Kanye for these shapeless, amorphous, disgusting things just terrible all around fucking terrible <laughs> like i don't i don't get it <laughs> i don't understand why people like this shoe i don't get it and i honestly would buy them just to sell them because i know they're gonna go for like two thousand and somebody's gonna fucking pay for them somebody's gonna buy them and they're idiots for that shit so oh and then party had him on oh and i love party but he looked the fuck stupid too you all look stupid with them shoes on. I don't care how fashiony you want to be. And it's like, oh, it's fun. We're having fun with fashion. We're getting silly. Nah, y'all just getting stupid. And they are making mad bread off that. Making so much bread because they know they could sell whatever to y'all. And all they got to do is put a high price tag on it. And y'all going to be like, nah, that's kind of cute though. Nah. Nah. That's y'all problem. Get them shits away from me and my family. That's all I'm saying. And, and uh, you know what? I should have put this together with the first one because this is sad news too. Um, the group, De La Soul. True Goy the Dove, a.k.a. his real name is David Jude. <clears throat> I can't say his last name. I want to say it's Jolie Fior. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's his name. But he's from the group De La Soul. You know, you remember the song on Me, Myself, and I. If you don't remember anything, you have to remember me, myself, and I. He passed away on Sunday at age 54. And De La Soul actually performed at the um, Grammys last week for the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. And it was just Plug 2. That's the, um, not Plug 2, he's Plug 2. It was um, Paz the Newest. That's his name. <laughs> Paz the Newest was the only one who performed. So, I don't know. I don't know where the other two were because it's a trio. So, he was there, and then they said they're supposed to have an album drop in March 3rd. So, that's like in two, three weeks. And all of a sudden, he passed away at 54. So, when De La Soul was out, that's like my brother's generation. Like, my older brother, he's going to be 46 tomorrow. And he kind of was like, oh, what happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is their era when they was coming up. This is who they listened to. Like, when I came up, it was Biggie and Pac, and it was this. But when my brother was coming up, it was De La Soul, Tribe, you know, um, Leads to the New School, stuff like that. So there has not been a cause of death yet. But there's been, like, an outpouring from a lot of hip-hop pioneers. Your favorite rappers are, are saying things because... Even Nas, Nas was saying how like he wanted to be like them. And I don't know what happened to him. 54 is so young. It's a young age. I like we use, we lose rappers all the time. This is wild. But 
you know, like I said, their album's coming out in March. I don't think they dropped the album in at least 30 years. So, you know, to know that one of them passed away is just, it's crazy. But I want to say rest in peace. I don't want to butcher this man's name again, but rest in peace to Trugoy, the dove of De La Soul. So I was all wrong about my Super Bowl predictions. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I literally had no doubt in my mind that the Eagles would win and they proved me wrong. But it was not due to Jalen Hurts' efforts. That boy balled out, okay? Balled out on Sunday. Um, The game, the score was 38-35, the Chiefs. Shout out to Jalen Hurts because he won me $150. I went on DraftKings and... I like the long pause. I like the bets that like our long shots that nobody's going to, you know, nobody thinks is going to win. So I'll put $10 on something that's like 9,100 plus odds or something. So, but the odds of this was pretty okay. So it's like, will there be an octopus? I had to look that up because to me, an octopus means a whole nother meaning and that's on a whole different show. But <laughs> so an octopus is when... They score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So in my head, it doesn't matter who scores what. I'm just thinking it got to be, you know, eight points. So when the Eagles start trailing, I'm like, I know how they could tie this up. They got to they get the octopus pause. So they go. Jalen does it. You know, he makes the touchdown. And then... It gets the two-point conversion, and I'm like, okay, good. I got an octopus. I go to the thing. All right. That counts in it. I did not know until later that it had to be the same player that scored the touchdown had to score the two-point conversion. So shout-out to Jalen Hurts because you gave me money, and now you're my favorite player because I don't have Tom Brady anymore. So thank you, Jalen. But like I said, he balled out. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he balled out too, I guess. So Patrick Mahomes, he had 21 carries with 27 attempts, 182 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Jalen had 27 carries for 38 attempts, 304 yards, one touchdown, and no interceptions. He pretty much doubled almost what um homeboy did, almost doubled it. Except he only had he only scored one touchdown, like one passing touchdown. Um Patrick Mahomes did three passing touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns, three. So he had one passing touchdown, and he himself, the quarterback, scored three touchdowns dolo. That's fire. Like, that's some Mike Vick shit. I loved it. So it's only, I think the only other touchdown came from A.J. Brown, and that's it. Every other touchdown was Jalen Hurts. That boy is phenomenal. He's going to be something. He's going to be something. He worked hard. Everybody worked hard and did their best. I think what messed them up was the holding call. It was a lot of flags and a lot of calls. It was a, a, a jersey holding call. It was, they were saying somebody was out of bounds when they caught the ball. And to me, it looked like they was in. It was a lot of different mistakes. Honestly, a lot of people blame the referees. But both teams played hard. And I know it's very cliche to say. Both teams play hard, but Kansas City came out with the win. And how many is this for this kid? I think this is this is the second one for Patrick Mahomes, I believe. So, and I believe he's the MVP as well. So, you know, good good luck to him. I don't know. I don't hate the kid. There's something about him. I think it's because he's not as black as I want him to be. Like when they said, what quarterback are you going for? I said, oh, the black quarterback. And they were like, they both black. I said, you know exactly which black quarterback I'm talking about. Because Jay Larry's is black to me. I'm sorry. He's blacker. What? 
sue me on roof for everybody that's black. You know what I'm saying? You look at Patrick Mahomes, it's like his daddy mad black. His daddy's very like Drake's daddy, like like an American black guy. But like his wife, his kids, all that, that his family look very, very white. So I was just going for the black quarterback. That's all I'm saying. But shout out to a black quarterback winning the Super Bowl. That's a big deal, you know? The semi-black. Shout out to him. Um, but I expect to see the Eagles there next year because that was phenomenal. It was a great game, honestly. Again, nobody really saw the Eagles losing, and I'm surprised they did, but it's all right. They will be right back there. So kudos to them for working that hard. LeBron James became the number one scorer of all time. He surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with 38,888 points last week. It was a huge deal. Huge. Um, Kareem was there. Um, who else was it? Stepdaddy Denzel was there. Who else? Hove. His family, of course. It was a few celebrities. I'm trying to figure out why I'm like drawing a blank. Usher, um, Floyd Mayweather, a lot of people pulled up to watch LeBron break this record. So during halftime, it was so cute. He was having a conversation with Bronny and Bryce. And it was like it was like 16 points left for him to break this break the record. So Bron's like when should I do? I should do it now. I should, like, you know, third quarter, wait till the end of the game. And Bronny said, go get it. He said, go get it. I'm going to go get it. He said, yeah, it's like, what, two? He's like, yeah, it's like eight eight shots. All right, I'm going to go get it. And he got it in that third quarter. So you got to envision it, right? So they got him, right? It's 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 the thunder. So it's with Shea Alexander, right? So they got him. They they he's trying to pull up to the paint. You know what I'm saying? He posting up, and I'm doing a whole play by play in my house, like in my house, because I'm like, nah, you too strong, Braun. They can't hold you, Braun. <laughs> he's up on me, hyping him. I was like, you can hear me. He do a cute little turnaround, twenty one foot jumper. It's like ten seconds left in the um, third quarter, and right there he sinks it. The crowd goes wild. Mind you, everyone's phones are out. Everybody in the arena has their phone out. My phone is out. And I'm at home because everybody wanted to record the shot. He made the fucking shot. It was a record nobody thought could be beaten. Nobody. And when Kareem did it, he really thought, like, that's solidified. I'm not saying he's not, like, you know, a legend. He thought that solidified him. As you know, the grace of all time, like nobody's ever going to touch that score. You know what I'm saying? And LeBron surpassed it. And I feel like even with all that, people do not give LeBron his accolades. Like they really don't. Because not only did he like live up to expectations that they gave him when he first came in, he's exceeded them. Every time he exceeds those expectations. And people still act like he's regular, like he's mid, and he's not. They found it so hard to get that man any accolades, even after that. Even after that, it was like, well, you know, whatever. They don't count Jordan better. Like, nobody's talking about Jordan. We're talking about LeBron. With what he just did, that's, that's remarkable. Nobody's ever done that. Nobody's beaten Kareem. And the thing is, I think the the closest player was Carl Malone. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record was 38,387. Carl Malone was 36,928. Let's see how long Carl Malone played. I'm going to do that, right? Carl Malone's time in the NBA. Right? We're going to do that. Because LeBron's been playing for 20 years, right? But... What's his name? Carl Malone was definitely on the on the decline very quickly. So he played for 18 years. Carl Malone played for 18 years and was 2,000 points short. All right. Kobe played for 16 years. He Kobe Bryant 
He was almost 5,000 points short. Michael Jordan played God knows how many times. Michael was off and on, retiring, coming back, retiring, coming back. Nobody got time to chronologically decipher the amount of time Michael Jordan fully played basketball, but he only made it to 32,292 points. 20 years. In his 20 years, LeBron scored 38,390 points. And he still has, he's still playing. He's still an active player. So what more can he say? In the words of Hope, what more can he do? He's shown and proved time and time again that he is a GOAT. And y'all still don't believe in him? Y'all still think he's overrated? My thing is, if your kid or even you accomplished everything LeBron James has accomplished, would you call him a bum too? Would you say he ain't all that? Would you say he's overrated too? Or would you be proud as fuck that your kid is the greatest player in the in the world that play basketball? Y'all gotta stop letting the hate consume y'all because it, it don't look good. It really don't. And sad news for me, because the Nets have really put me through the ring of the season. And I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the fucking front office. <sighs> Kevin Durant is a Phoenix son. You heard it. KD is no longer on the Nets. And I'm sad. Should I cry? I feel like I should. I'm not going to. <clears throat> but I feel like I should. It's 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 been rough. It's been a rough week for me. Like honestly, it's been super hard. <laughs> Cause I can't. All right. My thing is, I'm a loyal person, so I'm trying to be loyal to my team. But I have to admit, I don't like the way they carried it with Kyrie. It it felt too felt too racist for me. I'm sorry. I don't care. Nobody tells me it felt racist. So I'm torn as to remaining a net fan because how they treated a black man that did nothing wrong, pretty much. Like he didn't do shit wrong. And how they're constantly making him pay for things that they didn't agree with. And it's it's bothering me, like with integrity wise, you know, like I just feel like I don't like it. I don't like how they carry it. I'm a Kyrie fan, of course. But I the way they move with him and that, oh, he gotta get he has to get a championship that they're going to give him max contract. Like, they played in that man's face for so long. And then they usually say, like, thank you when somebody gets traded. And they didn't thank Kyrie for, like, a good week. And people got, like, thank yous immediately. And Kyrie had to wait. Like, it was it was bullshit. It was bullshit. So I'm struggling and grappling with the choice of being a Nets fan. But I will never be a Knicks fan again. I just want y'all to know that because there was too many Knicks talking shit. And y'all have not been in the conversation of a championship since the towers were up. So y'all can shut the fuck up. The only people who think that they're going to win it this year are Knicks fans. Nobody else in the sports world is like, oh, you know who's a good contender? The Knicks. Nobody cares about y'all. Anyway, but not only was KD trade to the Suns, we got Spencer Dinwiddie back, which is stupid because for all that, we could just kept them when y'all had fucking Harden for no reason. Again, dickhead moves by the front office. Um, Kyrie went to the Dallas Mavericks. We discussed this last week. Russell Westbrook went to the Jazz. Dom Dominic, what's that boy name? D'Angelo Russell is back on the Lakers. It's a lot of people that's going back to where they like started from, and then it's other people like just going like the most random fucking places. But the West is looking crazy. Patrick Beverly's going to the Magic. Good. He don't never need to like thrive or like be good at anything. Mike Conley's going to the Timberwolves. John Wall's going to the Rockets. John Wall hates the Rockets. That man does not like the Rockets. I don't know why they keep bringing that man back to Houston. Um, Eric Gordon goes to the Clippers. Josh Hart went to the Knicks. Michael Bridges and Mikhail, I guess, went to the Nets. Hey, guy. James Wiseman went to the Pistons. Sadiq Bay went to the Hawks. Gary Payton II went back to the Warriors because he was just at the Warriors. And now, this, again, ridiculous. Mo Bamba was on the Magic and now he's on the Lakers. So it's like 
a lot happening. And they're saying that Gary Payton trade might fall through because he failed his physical because he was like sick. I don't think it's drugs or anything, but I think like physically is something going on with him. So let's see if he gets that. But yeah, the NBA has been freaking haywire. Like it's been nuts, super nuts. So I don't know. It was a lot going on. And also our weekend is coming up. It's this weekend. So, you know, it's a lot of festivities going on. Let's see what happens. I want to know who's playing because when we did all these teams, you know, everybody was on the goddamn East and now everybody on the West. So how was the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie, and the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant, supposed to play for the East? They playing on the West. And who we got? The East has nobody. The East literally has nobody. I don't know what's going to happen Sunday. I'm very surprised to see it. But... I'm looking forward to it. That's like my favorite weekend. Like as much as I like the Super Bowl, I'm a basketball girl. So oh, I look forward to all star weekend. That is like the perfect Valentine's Day for me. One day, hint, hint, wink, wink, future husband. If you want to really give me a fire Valentine's Day gift, take me to the all star game. Take me to the all star weekend. Oh my God. I'll be the best thing ever. I promise. Promise. This week, there was a pastor named Tiffany with a PH, stupid name, Montgomery, who basically rebuked Christians who plan on attending Beyonce's upcoming concert. So she says, Beyonce is not a Christian according to the standard of the Bible. So she is not my problem. She is being who she is. But you, the believer, the one who called him or herself a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, you are the one I'm rebuking. You have no business mixing God with the world, and you have no business going to Beyonce's concert and at the same time singing the song of the Lord. You have no business trying to have both light and darkness. Y'all aren't ready for what is about to happen. The fear of the Lord will return. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Is that fire and brimstone? Is that what she's trying to wish on people? Then, people, you know how the beehive going to do. They going to dig up some old tweets about you wanting to go to the Beyonce concert, right? So, and this is why I love the beehive, by the way. Like, I love them and I hate them because... They really do go a bit too hard for Beyonce. But when they do, they got receipts. So July 8th, 2014. I think this is the, the On The Run show. Got a chance to catch the DJZ and Beyonce concert. And it was amazing, capital amazing, all caps lock. A few gospel tunes because we love Jesus. Some Beyonce hits because we stands for that bitch. And some reggae because we from The Rock. I think that means she's from Rochester. I think that's the only place that calls itself like The Rock. So in response to that, she goes, I got saved in 2015. These retarded tweets. Yes, you used the R word, folks. I wrote was in 2012 and 2014. I used to love Beyonce and Jay-Z, and I was definitely not saved and hated the church. LOL. Did sis not say we love Jesus? I'm just confused. All right. I also loved having sex before marriage, drinking, going to the club, busting bees head wide open if they play with me, and a host of other ungodly things. Got saved in my shower, August 2015. Having compromised my relationship with God by bowing down to Baal Yante. I guess she's referring to the pagan god Baal, which is very Old Testament of her. Find y'all somebody else to play with. 
I have the backing of the Lord. Your idols will drop dead. Thus saith the Lord. Enjoy your Sunday, guys. So, as this talks about things being ungodly, this is where I'm like, this is why people don't go to church. So, I guess a parishioner of hers said, pastors who spend time preaching and rebuking people on topics that aren't biblical are hellbound. I don't care. Rebuking people for going to a Beyonce concert is so off-putting and corny at this point. Tiffany's a headache and has been for a long time now. Girl, please. Meanwhile, you do conferences making millions off the backs of bitter, hurt church women. You are no better. Bye. She takes that and shares it and adds, child, not you saying I've been a headache for a long time now. When you was on my phone for prayer, when you was in an abusive church and relationship, I wish I was a headache before you got on my phone. God will deal with you. Is that godly? None of what she's saying is of God. And every biblical thing she's naming is the Old Testament. Sis, it's 2023. The book that that white man gave you is not a real thing. And it's not a real thing. And I'm a believer in God. I'm a firm believer in God. But what we're not going to do is act like slave masters and give us the Bible to keep us in line. That's what we're not going to do. And I'm going to delve into a little bit more, a little bit more, but it's another level of hypocrisy that I want to, you know, weed out as well. So, Damar Hamlin, you remember the, like, the young man who went to cardiac arrest at the Bills, I think Bengals game, and he's on the Bills, right? He came to the Super Bowl very, you know, like up in spirits. He met the people that saved his life on the field. And he had on this jacket. So I believe the jacket is a Takashi. You know, you know, I can't say this name, Lord. Why y'all keep giving me hard names today, God? Takashi Murakami. Thank God, because it was killing me. It's like a $3,000. It's a $3,000 jacket. Let's just say that, right? On the back of the jacket. On the first picture of the jacket, it's like Jesus with a distorted face. So Takashi Murakami stuff is usually like, like you've seen it before. Like if you saw that teddy bear and the eyes look kind of off or whatever, that's how he does his stuff. I don't, I'm not an art person, but like I know a Takashi Murakami when I see it. And on the back, it says eternal and it has, you know, a yellow man on the cross. I guess it's supposed to be Jesus it has a crown of thorns and it has like the, the arms they put over, like they put like the little What's that called? It looks like a shawl to me. I don't know if it's a cape, a Jesus cape. I don't know what the word for this is. But it's on the back of the um jacket. And it's like somebody on the crucifix. First off, it's a distortion of Jesus. But again, Jesus is black. I don't really defer to a white Jesus. And in the front of it, it says, without end or beginning, there is no day and there is no night. That's what the shirt says. And it says Saint something, Saint Youth, I think. All right. So there's a there's a man on a crucifix, and that's on the shirt. So Adrian Peterson, who used to be on the Vikings, said that, well, basically he tweeted that he had a problem with the with the jacket. He said, you should be thanking God, son. This is blasphemy. We all fall fall short, but come on, man. I find this disrespectful. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag God did. I don't know why he hashtagging DJ Khaled shit, but okay. Ain't that the album? Whatever. So Fred Taylor, he's on the podcast to pivot and he used to be a running back as well. And he's like, you should DM him. I'm sure he'll listen to your opinion. Posting it doesn't help anyone. He's young. Young people always think before they, they don't always think before they wear things, just like people wear skulls and other things that don't align with Christian beliefs. Try to reach him. And Adrian, who's a devout Christian, still wasn't having it. But this was different. I know young people don't think at times older as well. But with every everything surrounding the situation, this isn't one of those moments where it's a young guy not thinking. He wrote back. So you're just going to write everything on Twitter. Oh, okay. Apparently they spoke. 
about the disrespectful jacket. And while Peterson says he hates the jacket, he doesn't believe the 24-year-old was coming from a place of malice. Adrian Peterson got arrested last year for hitting his wife. Adrian Peterson got arrested in 2014 for hitting his son with a switch. But a jacket is where he crosses the line. <laughs> it's, it's killing me. It's killing me the devotion of Christianity when it comes to other people, quote unquote, disrespecting it and disobeying your laws of what Christianity is. But when you do it, it's a problem when they do it, though. It's a problem when they do it. But when you do it, you fall short. This episode, well, this segment is about the church and why we don't go anymore. I grew up in church. I grew up in Southern Baptist Church. My first church was Second Southern, but I don't remember it. My uncle got a job, funnily enough, at a church called Southern Baptist. We went there. And I stopped going when I was like 20, maybe. But I was on the choir. I was the president of the choir, the president of the youth Bible class. I was very active in church for most of my life. One time, because I hated stockings. I hate stockings because they make me itch. I think it's nylon. I don't know what it is. But I've never liked stockings. But in order to wear a dress, you need to wear stockings. So one day... I told my mother I want to wear a pantsuit. So I wore a pantsuit. The uproar of a 14-year-old girl wearing a pantsuit to church. It was ridiculous how I was looked at as every type of fast-tailed something. Because I wore pants. Pants make me fast-tailed. Ain't no easy access in pants, sis. Deaconess. You can't get in here with pants on. My chastity belt is still very much on. If I got pants on and everything that happened in church or the way I saw people like, I want to say, I can't say like excommunicate people because that's not really like what Baptists do, but the way they treated other people in respect to their own children who weren't in church, like they would be so tough on the kids that were there, but they couldn't pay their kids to come to church on Sunday just to sit with them for like one day. They couldn't do that. But us who were there, they had so much to say. And just because of that, I didn't believe, like, I don't like religion. I don't believe in religion. I don't. I believe in God. I have faith in all of that. I never believed in the Bible. I think the Bible is like, I want to say Aesop's fables. Like it's, they give you all these stories so you could like, live your life off of them. But I don't believe none of that. It's like a game of telephone. You mean some of that book's been around for over 2,000 years and nobody switched nothing up? Nothing. <laughs> like Nobody switched nothing up. And a lot of it don't make sense. It doesn't. Jesus died on Good Friday, rose three days later, and it was Sunday. How? How? That's a day and a half maximum. If he died on Friday, it's a day and a half. How is it three days? And then he rose. Like, again, I totally believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I don't believe in the Bible. And I don't believe in religion. I also take a problem with Christianity because it was what was used to keep us in line as slaves. Slave masters will point out a quote in the Bible that says how slaves are supposed to listen to their master. And then we stuck with it because we were, we're so fearful of God. We're God-fearing people that even when somebody tries to sell us a line like that, we're going to believe it because we don't want to endure the wrath of God. I'm sorry. I When we were in Africa, they we practiced Yoruba, which is also a religion in its own right. But everything that they say is satanic and ungodly comes from our religion, but they still do it too. Like, I remember reading something and everything she said was right. She said, Christians tell you that, you know, voodoo and Yoruba and Santeria is the devil's kinds of religions. But when you take communion, you're eating the body and the blood of Christ, right? It's supposed to signify the body and blood of Christ. That's cannibalism. That's 
That's the things that you say that we do. The book of Psalms is a book of spells. And in the in the grand scheme of things, she's right. They think burning sage and warding off bad spirits is evil. They think that's not Christianity. But we call on the Holy Spirit every Sunday to take over our bodies in church. But we can't ward off bad spirits, but you believe in the Holy One. There's so many contradictions in Christianity, which is why I stepped away from the church. But my faith in God never came from church. My faith in God came from my family. It came from my mother. It came from my grandmother. It came from my uncle, who was a reverend. It came from my aunt, who was his first lady. Like, when I would have questions about faith and and what God sees in me and how I can live in my purpose and things like that, I didn't get that from church. I got that from people. I got that from the people that love me and the people that I love in turn. And my faith comes from being in positions and being in places where the only thing that could bring me out had to be God. It couldn't be anything else. I I can't explain how I got myself out of certain positions or certain points in my life without God himself. And all of that is a testament to how I was raised. It's not how I was raised in the church. It was how I was raised in my life because of my grandmothers, because of my mother. My brother's grandmother, Pearl, she used to go to church and she, she instilled things in me. So church did not give me the, it, it did not give me my faith that I have. It did not give me the belief that I know God has me and God will hold me and God will guide me. Church had nothing to do with that. The church had everything to do with me not wanting to do anything with it. I don't feel like there's enough license on kindness and how to treat people in church versus how you should be a good Christian. They're all, oh, I'm a good Christian. I do this. I do that. But you are a terrible person. Like everything about you is ungodly out in the world. You're supposed to be a person who, and I'm not saying everybody who goes to church is supposed to be perfect because no one is. But the fact that you're okay with your imperfections while judging others who don't attend church or who don't have the same beliefs is wild to me. Like, I think a person who's super kind and will give you a share off their back and is a nice person, caring, compassionate, empathetic person, I still believe if they don't believe in God, they'll still be okay. Their soul is fine because there's nothing wrong with their soul. You know, if they don't believe in God, they don't believe in God. But for you to say, I believe in God and I read the Bible, I do this, and you still act like that? You're rebuking people because they're going to a concert? You're talking about people who you were supposed to pastor and help heal, and then you turn around and tell their business on social media? Adrian Peterson, he, he hit his wife, he hit his kid. But you cross the line, you draw the line in the sand at a jacket that you don't even own. It's like y'all care more about the optics in the outside world that y'all not even supposed to be a part of. Y'all not supposed to be a part of it. She said to herself, you can't mix it. And I don't know why you can't. I don't know why two things can't be true. I don't know why Beyonce can't have church girl on her thing and go to church. I don't know why she can't say drop it like a daddy and then go to church and play the tambourine. Why can't she do both? Why, why do Christians have to have to be monolithic? I don't get it. I don't get it. I go to bedside Baptist. You know what that means? I go to YouTube. I find me a good Sarah Jakes. Like, you know, sermon. Cause I love me some Sarah and she be dressing no Sally. I find me a good Sarah Jakes sermon. I listen to it. And I go on about my Sunday. I'm not going to go to church, though. I'm not. There's no way. Because they turn me off to it so bad, I don't see the need to be there. And I've read my Bible, too. God said, come as you are. You don't have. You could go to church or whatever you want. God said, come as you are. Where there are two or more, there will be a church. He also said that. 
he also said, he also said, thou shalt not judge. And that's what y'all love doing. Judging. Y'all bring the Bible up. I don't even believe in it, but I can recite it. Faith is the evidence of things hope is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is. And I have faith that God will bring me out of everything. But what I don't need is someone who goes to church telling people how ungodly they are and how they need to be rebuked in the name of Jesus. When there are so many other things to talk about in church that nobody discusses. None of y'all talked about that scamming nigga in Brooklyn who's scamming people in the name of God. Y'all minded y'all business there, right? Y'all was quiet there, right? Nobody talked about Eddie Long when all them boys was coming out the woodwork saying he touched them. Nobody says nothing about that. Y'all, y'all barely talk about what happens in the world. Y'all barely talk about what happens to George Floyd. Y'all barely talked about what happens with police brutality. None of that. Y'all don't talk about things that really affect us. Y'all don't talk about things that make us want to come. And, and then y'all renounce people being gay. Y'all renounce homosexuality. Your entire ministry of music be gay. Your directors be gay. Your piano player be gay. Your drama be gay. Your church be lit, though. The songs be fire. They be popping. But in the same breath, you'll talk about how homosexuality is a sin and God frowns upon it, all type of things. But you doing your own dirt in church. How many pastors been having scandals for sleeping with their own parishioners while they have a wife? How many people been known for stealing from the church? How many people been known for stealing from the members of the church? The members of the church is poor, destitute, but you got a Rolls Royce. It starts with y'all. I'm going to need everybody in the church to be the change they want to see in the world. Because when we look at y'all, we don't want to see anything we want to be a part of. We see something that we want to stay away from as far as we can. When I speak to my therapist, my main goal is to be kinder and to give more grace to people. Because I feel like I don't give enough grace. And I know I don't. But I want to. And I want to be a better person. I want to be a I want to be a great person. I want people to know when I go that I was a good person. I was a genuine person. I, I would do whatever I could for anybody. Being a child of God doesn't have to be on that list, even though I know I am. But I always say this, and I'm going to say it. If you have to tell me what you are, you're trying to believe it yourself. You're trying to convince yourself. When somebody tells me how smart they are, how tough they are, how this they are, that's just you trying to convince yourself. I already know you're not. Because those who do and those who are don't have to say it. So when you want to tell us how strong you are and how good of a Christian you are, I already know the demons that you battling is all internal and you're trying to convince it for yourself too. So... At the end of the day, if you want people to be different, if you want people to be of God, and if you want us to follow your way of Christianity, the first thing you should do is fix the moat in your own eye before you cast the beam in mine. Weekly Hustle is the second verse of a song from Life Jennings' first album called Life 268-192. The name of the song is called Made Up My Mind. And here it is. Lord, who they think they jiving by singing these songs full of glory. Then out in the world, it's a different story. I'm running out of people to pray for me. I'm not trying to act like I'm a perfect man But if you speak about it, you should be about it Not just preach about it all day Cause if you do, you run the risk of chasing some of the most beautiful people away 
And it is never my intention to discourage you Rather encourage you to change your life today This be the rarest thing I ever had to say And after this a lot of folks won't like me no more But after this I'm gonna go answer to you Lord So I've made up my mind I'ma go to church on Sunday and sing a song that may hurt somebody's feelings so that maybe the will will be done on earth as it is in heaven and I'm hopefully they will see I must say really be discouraging a little old sinner like me. <laughs>